series which is good and bad I, tampa's got to come back I, I can't i don't think i can mentally or emotionally handle another chicago if it happens if it happens man it's going to drive up all the unrestricted free agents like sod dude i think yeah. he's, i think i don't really think that might be the point where he might be pricing himself out of chicago did you see how much standing room only tickets are going for in chicago tomorrow probably like 300 400 Thirteen hundred dollars. Yuck! For standing room only. And with that's with that dumbass news, <laughs> we'll start this podcast. And we're finally back after literally almost two months. I added up the dates the other day. We really kind of needed to like recover and take a break. Well, it was a mature recover, take a break slash life because Chris, yeah, Chris got super busy. Yeah, May was May was not a fun month for me. You were out of town. Well, I think it was every, every weekend, weekend. So every you weekend. weren't really around. That's usually, obviously, our recording time. Yep. So it's hard. So, and that, and then we finally, everything settled down. And we actually, then I got a couple weekends that got a little busy. Yep. And then finally, a Sunday that's open. And there's actually stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah it's plenty of, that's the other thing that's good. And we, sometimes, like, I really want to make sure that we have a full podcast for people. Because it's, sure. it's pointless for us to sit there and talk about, like, like we could talk about the finals and all that stuff, okay. and which I'm sure we will a little. We'll bit. go a little bit, but I didn't want to go like round by round all that stuff. So because right. we're a blue centric podcast. So right. anyway, so the basic is we're going to go over the happenings after the Blues were eliminated by the Minnesota Wild in six games in the first round. You know, back in April. <sighs> yep. So we're going to go over that. Um, some front office news some coaching news and yeah. some prospect news and some player news yeah and a little bit of player news now that's a, so we actually got a little bit of everything to add in here so the first thing we'll go into which broke on the uh, 20th of may so it took a little bit to get some news going which was getting blues fans super pissed yes but uh martin broder has is signed a three-year contract to be an assistant general manager to doug armstrong I'm I'm shocked on that on a couple of levels. Like I really thought that the Devils would find something for him this year. Well, I think it's because Lamarillo got removed, right? So I think that's goes the whole thing. I think it was close with him, and then when they brought in uh, uh, DeBauer and all those guys, Shiro. So I think right. that's uh, you know, or excuse me, they run Shiro DeBauer was there before. So I think that's uh, kind of the reason when Shiro got brought in. I think that was his sign because literally Shiro was brought in, and then two days later this happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I get wanting to put your your mark on the team when you have somebody as identifiable to your franchise as Martin Rodor. He's he's their Brett Hall. Yeah, you know, like you you find a way to bring Brett Hall back to the Blues, which the Blues did at some point. The Devils need to, for nothing from a PR standpoint, find room for Martin Rodor. Yeah, they brought like we brought Hall but, in to be kind of like a business bring get more people in the building type yep. guy. He wasn't he's not really input on and the, the ice. The Devils product. are going to need that. It's not like the Devils are lighting up the scoreboard. Yeah, they're looking like to be a bottom tier team again. But I'll tell you this much, and I I, I don't know if he really will have this much hands on with the team. I kind of hope he does. I couldn't think of a better mentor 
to help groom a young Jake Allen than Martin Brodeur. Yeah, and that would be a good thing. So get him re-signed and everything. I hope they let him have you know some access to the team while while in practice and things like that. Which I'm sure because they said in the uh, little press release, basically he's going to be involved in everything from player contracts to like how the team is structured to you know little uh, like front office goings everything. So which look is at our a good front thing. office and look at the type of team we could f- we could put out on the ice just from our front office right Four now. Four Hall of Famers, yeah. Let's see. I mean, Martin's not officially, officially in, but, but he's so going him, to be. He'll be a first ballot. Hall. McInnes. And Frederico. Like, that's a great start to a team. Yeah. And, and got, they're all wearing suits in your front office. And you also got former players, as in uh, Affleck was former player. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Plager's former, former player. Yep. So you got a lot of, like, knowledge there. So hopefully it rubs off on the Blues. Uh, the next thing that broke was on May 26th, which, to much the chagrin of some people, me and uh, Jeff Pondered, which I salvaged the podcast. Good. I don't know how and why it was screwed up for the longest time, but I tried it the other day and it works fine. Whatever. So we kind of gave the thoughts about what Hitchcock, bringing Hitchcock back in for a one-year deal. So this it, is, so I was trying to get your thoughts on the whole. It doesn't surprise me. You know, I think that the Blues, it was pretty, it became pretty common knowledge that they were kicking the tires on trying to get, um, uh, no, I can't think of his name now because I'm half hungover. Um, Bilesma or no. uh, Babcock? Babcock. I, you know, I think if they could have landed Babcock, they would have have gone that way and, and said thank you to Hitchcock. Um, but they didn't. He went to Toronto, much like everybody expected. For shit ton of money. Uh, all of the money. All the money. Excuse <laughs> um, me. I, I don't think that there were many better coaching prospects out there. And d- despite what you may think of what Hitchcock has done with this team, his record is great, and you're not going to hand this team over to a rookie coach. Yeah, you know, it's not going to be a guy who has had success in the AHL, right? Or and you saw that with Davis College Bay. or whatever, like that. Like uh, um, Philadelphia brought in the uh, North Dakota coach, right? Which automatically people are already shipping Oshi there. Well, and I think that you know to tie in with that and with the Hitchcock thing, it, it seemed like. This offseason, when the Blues got eliminated, unlike in seasons past where immediately people want to jump on, oh, it's the coaching style, it's this or whatever, you really saw the fan base kind of open their eyes and go, enough, it's the players. Like, it is it is individuals on this roster who aren't getting it done. You know, you've, And it was the first time you saw people go, you've been through four coaches. You've been through Joel Quinville, which all he's done is win two and he's one game away from his third Stanley Cup in Chicago yeah so you know and then you I mean Davis Payne whatever um and then um oh the guy between Quinville and Payne he was the former Kings coach Andy Murray yeah there you go um who actually got you to the playoffs yeah got you the one year the surprise year with uh right with, with also let's remind Chris Mason was in net that season correct um, so, you know, I think that you're starting to see people go, Hey, maybe it's not the coach that said, it doesn't surprise me that this is a one year deal. And I think that's probably best for Hitchcock and the team. Do you think there's anything behind it with, um, some people speculating that players, since they didn't know the status were not playing to their top potential since he was quote unquote, a lame duck coach. Which that's been kind of, that's kind of been thrown around a bit. I think that's an excuse. I, that's what I think too. But that's kind of the thing where 
Jeremy Rutherford reported in one of his chats basically saying that uh, he even had some players asking him, like, what's up with Hitchcock? Do you think he's coming back next year? Because they didn't know and then he didn't identify any players, but he said players that were on, currently on the team. So who knows? Well, I kind of wonder if those people are asking because they wonder if, if Hitchcock comes back, if they'll come back. Yeah, so who knows how things are going to shake out. I got to imagine that there had to be some sort of a conversation between Hitchcock and Armstrong where they said, look, we're going to bring you back. You tell us who on this team needs to stay and who needs to go. Well, I think the part of that, it, like, that might be true, but I think Hitchcock maybe thought he had, this is the best team he had going into the playoffs last year, and obviously things didn't work out. Um, who knows what their things are. There's been tons, tons of which we'll get into a rumor section later in the podcast. I'll go Yeah, well, that's, that's not one of them, but we'll go into no, all of them. For once. For once, but uh, we'll get into it later. <laughs> so we'll see how things uh, go. But, yeah, Hitchcock's back. I think it's, you know, like you said, you had to bring him back just because there's really not a super upgrade out there. The Blues want to quote-unquote play reckless for now on. Basically, right. I think faster is pretty much you want to be. Yeah. You know, I think it's instead of more of like cycling and stuff, it's more of like straight on, you know, running gun to a degree. I agree. Um, so let's get into a little bit of some prospect news and then a player news. So prospect news. Finally, the Blues signed Jordan Schmaltz to a three-year entry deal. He's leaving North Dakota. Probably going to be in Chicago next year. He could, man, could make the team, but I'm thinking you put him in Chicago, let him adapt. I agree. Uh, there was rumors for a long, for going for a little while, uh, from multiple sources saying that he was just going to play another year, even after the North Dakota coach left. Yeah. And uh, then next year, the Blues only had like a couple, couple months to sign him, and if they didn't, he could go back in the draft, yeah. or excuse me, not go back in the draft. He'd be an unrestricted free agent. Right. And then that was he was trying to do that and use that loophole to go play with his brother in Chicago, which would have just blown Blues fans' minds of that happening. So he is uh, signed finally, another good prospect, a first-round pick, you know. Yep. So it's good to have that in it's the It's nice uh, to see us restocking the cabinet. Yeah, because you're going to need – because the Blues are pretty – looking decent on defense. I mean, there's talk of uh, Joel Edmondson and actually uh, Colton uh, – to mess up his name, Pareko, Parekio, something like that. But those two guys playing really well last year, and then Armstrong says they have a shot of like a real shot of like being on this team. I agree. So that's a that's a good thing. So you're gonna need guys. If they're gonna be up here. You got to have somebody down on Chicago to help out. So small signs, and then but also a departure that's hurt me, hurt the heart. I really didn't think i I didn't think it would be a thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. So it looks like, uh, and uh, I mean, finally our comments after the original story came out. But with Barrett Jackman, the longest tenured not only blue, but longest tenured St. Louis athlete, yep. is basically not going to be re-signed in the offseason. Uh the door's not officially closed after the after there was uh, comments to, you know, Dog Armstrong getting, you know, quotes from him. Pretty much saying on July you can go out and look for other teams. And if you have another deal, there's no hard feelings. We hope you have a long career. You know, we hope you have a couple more years. You know, you always be a St. Louis blue, yada yada yada. But uh he goes out. Say he goes out in July and can't find a deal or maybe something not to his liking. The Blues are said, "Hey, we'll circle back and we'll talk and see if there is something." You know, because who knows? The Blues go out, and maybe they don't find what they're looking for. Right. And but I think that basically that means that he is definitely not in the top six plans. For and I sure. don't think that surprises anyone. I mean, you and I even kind of mentioned at the end of last year if he could be a six seven guy yep. like 
you know, be you a could, platoon guy. Yeah, there's some games where it's like gonna be like a very north south game where it's gonna be like every game is fast. But I mean, when you're playing teams like let's say Edmonton, that's a huge run and gun young team that can right. skate. Maybe that's a game that you put in somebody else on defense, and yep. then the, the games that are like you know you're gonna have a tough game. Let's say like Minnesota or something like that, where it's gonna be like a you know beat them up whatever yeah. or the Kings or a Kings game or something like that. Right. That's when you put Barry Jackman in. Yes, and I, I think that that is the home for him. I mean, are there teams where he can still be a top six guy? Hundred percent, there are. Yeah, there's a lot of teams out there that need veteran defensemen. Um, the thing is, if I'm Barrett Jackman, I don't think I banish myself to Phoenix or he wants a cup. So yeah, you, you, I, you would think he has to go to like a team that has a like. And the the thing is, shot. you know, of those cup contenders. I don't really see a better fit for him that gives him a more of a playing time than St. Louis. There's a couple. There's a couple of things that came out. Uh, he did say in the quotes, he was like, "You know, I would make the same decision as the Blues are making. You know, like it's a tough one, but I 100 percent get it. Like he very, you know, politically correct. Very, sure, you know, I'm before the, you know the team before me, which I think the guy's always been through. I mean, the guy's played through the lean years where he's never was never ever supposed to be a number top one right. you're never supposed to be a top two guy like he's always supposed to be maybe at the top of his peak years a second pairing type guy yep and then after that he won't because unfortunately between his, a shoulder injury that he had and uh god who was it that's gonna bug me i'll have to look that up but um and just the change of style of the game with all the new no clutching and grabbing yep in front of the net you can't be as tough as you used to like i always said the game has put, changed it, away from his strengths. Correct. If you did, if you put him back twenty years ago, yeah, he would be a guy that any everybody in NHL would know. I'm not saying a star of the league, but like you would go and be like, you put the Blues, like, oh, Barrett Jackman's like a you know one of the guys yeah. you would recognize like right away. Well, on the team. I mean, but besides like a star player, he's the Blues' only Calder Calder Trophy winner. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, look at the guys he beat that year. He Nash beat and Zetterberg. Yep. Yeah. You yeah. beat out two people, guys who are household still, names. People still bitch about that, but. Hey, but if I had Al McKinnis on my right in the whole season, I'd be happy too. Damn right. So, you know, so I think that you know, if I'm if I'm Jackman, I know it's really a gut check time for him because you know that he can go out there and get decent money and decent playing time at a horrible team, where there's no chance you're going to go past 82 games. Yeah, or. You could try to see if any of the cup contenders have room for you, but I don't think you're going to have a much better situation offered to you at a cup contending team than you would in St. Louis. And at that point, why not circle back to St. Louis, stay where you've been your whole career, take the hometown discount, and know, okay, maybe I only play 45 to 50 games. Yeah, there's a couple There's a couple of rumors that popped up after that was Detroit and Chicago, which, like, in that Chicago, he said that'd be a really tough jersey to put on. So that's kind of, you know, that kind of like put a smile on my face to know, like, yeah. it's not about the money per se. Like, I with, mean, at this point in his career, he's made enough cause, money. Because you go to Chicago, I mean, you can, you're going to be in the mix every you're year. In the mix every year. I mean, this is how it but is. But are you going to be a top six guy? Well, it's because apparently they have, yeah, obviously, they've gone through the whole playoffs with basically playing four defensemen. Yeah. And then, so they need a bottom pairing guy, and then he's familiar with Kitchen and Quinville. So yeah. that's where, that's where everything kind of started. So, anyway, 
So Jackman is no longer here. So Limbaum and Bortuzzo are specifically mentioned as guys that are ready to step in. I agree. And so, I guess that, I'm assuming that leaves McCulloch as the odd man out. I think he's just going to – I think the, the market's so weak for UFAs this year that he's just going to get stupid money thrown at him yeah. by somebody who need like, – like somebody like Edmonton could throw like $5 million at him. And then, Edmonton's got to break up that core. No, we'll see what they do. Like they, uh, they're getting another center. So I yeah, mean, they're you, getting Connor McDavid. So they're gonna have to do something. Yeah, Connor McDavid is gonna be an upgrade over what they have. So and then you're paying like uh, Nugent Hopkins a ton of money. Jordan Eberle. Jordan Eberle's getting paid a ton of money, but he's like a right winger. So but he can't play. Has played center in the past. So they, I'm thinking one of those guys gets traded uh, for some defense. I would agree. Possibly goaltending, depending on. There's a lot of a uh, ton of rumors going out there. So we'll go. We'll break into that and do rumor patrol or whatever the hell you want to call this. Uh, so I'm a huge fan of reading rumors online. I'm a big fan of going to the uh, hockey futures boards. Um, just anything STL today where my friend of a friend who works at the blues front office walked by an office and heard this. I love stuff like that. It's just, I think it's a culture thing. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm I just laugh half the time at some of them. Oh yeah. Some of them are asinine, but and then, you know, but like listening to like Bob McKenzie, um, like any of the guys on like TSN, when they sure. report stuff, that's when I'm like, okay, I'll kind of stand up and listen to those and take those with a little more than a grain of salt compared right. to some of the other ones you hear. So my brother's sisters, neighbors, dogs, cousins, mom yeah. heard from a friend who, yeah. Or my guy is a, was the physical therapist for blues. And when he was getting a massage the other day, he told someone, he told me this, I'm like, that was, that was a post legit. I saw not this year, but I've seen in the past. The past yeah. And it's just like, or my favorite is just the, the very vague. I hear rumors. Yeah. And it's like, and a guy with like five posts, Right. <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's like, oh, okay. Well, I hear rumors here. that, really, where do you hear these rumors? And they never answer. Yeah, it's like, oh, my head. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so, so the couple of ones that I like that I've seen out there and have been predominant was uh, two big names, actually, according to have the Blues, quote-unquote, in the mix. Take it as you will. Uh, apparently, uh, Evgeny Malkin is supposedly unhappy. I but that has that. been reported that he's unhappy. Well, mind you... But it's been, he's said many times that he wants to play Pittsburgh or nowhere, and yeah. he has the no trade clause to overrule everything. And he carries a nine point five million dollar cap hit. Oof. So any team, and of course, everybody points to the Blues because the Blues have co players such as possibly David Backus, T.J. Oshie, uh, Patrick yeah. Berglund, guys who make a good chunk of money who you could ship along and offset the cost. Right. So that's one name. So I don't know how you feel, even if that's remotely a possibility. I like Balkan. I do. Um, he hasn't played a full season in about four years, five years. Yeah, you know, and that's that is a definite concern. Is what what type of player are we getting? Are we if getting we get the, the Malkin? That can, I would like the Malkin with like three or four years ago. Absolutely. You know, is this going to? You know, if we get him, is this a Paul Korea situation where it's like, man, remember when Paul Korea was great? Now he doesn't have a hip. Yeah, and remember he's also a soft bitch. That's right. Can't score for s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, good um, times. Anyway, but you know, I'm intrigued. I think that there is still a lot of upside left in Malkin. I mean, hell, dude, look at Yarmer Yager. Who's... All that guy does is score goals, and he's 110 years old. Yep. Um, you know, maybe a change of scenery does something for Malkin. You know, and I look at Malkin much like Yager. Like he's a phenomenal player but he's always in the shadow of Sidney Crosby. And Yager, phenomenal player, always in the shadow of Mario Lemieux. Yeah, then when he got out on his own, he doesn't really like work out in uh, Washington and in uh, New York as well. No, 
but he still scores. Correct. That's the thing. I mean, like, I mean champions, championship is, wise, never worked. Out. I don't think. I don't think we would need Malkin to come in and be the guy. Well, that's why you're supposed to be paying, you know, Paul Stastny, well, Tarasenko. And I agree. I, you know, l- look, I mean, Tarasenko is going to be the guy for yep. the foreseeable future. Stastny, I still don't understand why we paid a man $8 million to put him on the third line. Yeah. I I still think that if I'm running this team, I put Paul Stastny on the this past year, I put Paul Stastny on the first line between Oshie and Steen, and I moved David Vakas back to the third on wing and put him on a line with um, Berglund and Yaskin. Yeah, it's not a bad idea, because I had that line for like a little bit, but that didn't like, as Hitch does, doesn't stick that long. Right. I mean, because the thing is, Stas... To kind of keep it that way, because if you like, look at Laterra, like he was, not, I mean, just wasn't the same player with and sticking with Tarasenko, and Tarasenko's still going to get 77 points. Fine by me. Stick with it, and then, because you're made, I mean, Laterra's only making like $2 million. Yep. So I mean, you got to stick with that. Next year it might be tough to sign him, but I mean, to a decent contract. But if you already have two decent centers, you know, like in Stasny, and you have Lutero and Bacchus up next year, so who knows what's yeah. going to go on? That's why the rumors I'm are. Not, was, I'm not opposed to moving Bacchus back to wing. To be honest, I think that's kind of what's been rumored that Bacchus gets shifted to wing, Stasny gets moved to first line. And I think Oshie's that needs probably to happen. and Oshie's getting shipped out for whatever. Yeah. they're going to do. Um, I'm a big so. There's a lot. That's the other Oshie to anywhere. Pretty much has been everybody. Well, any trade proposal that I've read and I think, has included TJ Oshie. And I, let's clarify. I I don't think that is a hundred percent due to his play. I think I think it is more than fifty percent. I think it is probably half and half. I think it is half his playing, and I think it's half of that core group. He's one of the few that doesn't have a no trade. He's the easiest. He's trade. the easiest to move. Yeah, and also, and Berglund's got to be out before July first. Yeah, uh, and making that much money, you can get him out. So uh, those are the two kind of like guys that have been rumored almost virtually any trade. Uh, the other, let's see, the other rumor patrol guy, which comes up as a big name, is uh, after their elimination, uh, Rick Nash. Uh, I had, don't know. had his best years under Hitchcock. Yeah, um, Hitchcock's always like said how much he likes him and stuff. Uh, Nash does play like a quote unquote two way game, like one of the better ones. Can still score. Has struggled in the playoffs. Um, who has it on this roster? Correct. So a lot of people are saying, "Why? Why bring this guy in? Who's making a ton of money?" You know, and then we already have you know pretty decent left wingers as it is, and Steen and uh, Schwartz. Yeah. So do you really want to bring in somebody like that? Um. Yeah. That's my answer. Usually. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, I have to see the, whatever the trade proposal is. Obviously, obviously, it have to be like to make it work. It have to be Oshi Berglund and something. And yeah, I problem agree. is the something. Who do you want? To, like, I don't, I'm not getting rid of Robbie Fabry, no matter no. what. Uh, Ty I, Ratty. Ty Ratty is the one. Like, I've never been a Ratty fan, so that's. I like Ratty, um, and I think that he looked better the end of this year when he I was say up. That. I will say when that much. He had actual time to get used to the NHL game, but. He's still small, mm-hmm. and you know I. You have to start wondering at this point if he's just that guy who can score a billion goals in the AHL and never can really put it all together in the NHL. Yeah, TJ Hensick. Yeah, exactly. So, a great example. So, we'll so you happens. know, if it if it was a deal where it was Berglund, Oshie, and Ratty, 
Okay. And probably some kind of pick or at least I mean, some prospect. And to be prospect. honest, had, if we didn't have Robbie Fabry in the system, I don't know if I'd be comfortable moving Ty Ratty. Oh, I agree because he'd be but on your own you would now have right? Robbie Fabry who – dude might make the team this year. Yeah, at least get a nine-game – I think I think at least get a nine-game. He might out. get the Petro treatment. Yeah. I think it should back the juniors for one year and then probably make it the year after. Who knows? But yeah. Or one of those where he goes to juniors and say whatever happens in juniors and the end of the season, kind of what happened with Schwartz that one year yep. where we brought him in and then, you know, maybe not nine games, but we just wind up burning a year or whatever. Yeah. So that might be the move. So And a lot of people want to trade Jay Bomeister is the other thing, which that's not going to happen because I'm willing to give some dude a benefit of the doubt after one year where I agree you were the – Iron Man streak was broken, and then and then you also sat out some other games in there too. And we've talked about this off mic. I don't know if we've discussed it on, but you got to think that there might have been more wrong there, yeah, than what was given because he just wasn't the same guy once that Iron Man streak broke. He wasn't quite as quick. Show like a flash here, a flash there. Yeah, nothing, but, but overall, consistent. he just seemed like he was always like a half step off. So you wonder if there wasn't a nagging injury that was bothering him for at least the second half of that season. Yeah. So that's done. I guess in the last actually reported news rumor is actually reported by, you know, legit like sites like the score, I think was one that picked it up. So the blues supposedly have made phone calls along with the San Jose sharks to the Ottawa senators for a goaltender. Craig yeah, Anderson. I read, Craig Anderson. It makes no sense to me. Out of the three that's there, that, that's the last one I kind of wanted. Yeah, I don't. I'm a, I'd rather have Robin Lanier. I like him. Yeah. Lanier, you know what we're going to call him. I, honestly, man. Gold thing should be the last thing you're kind of looking at unless. Unless you know unless that Elliot, Brian Elliott wants out. Unless he's made a saying he wants out. And I said in that case, if you're going to get any goal that's on the quote-unquote market right now. Yeah. Trade slash unrestricted free agency. The one that I really like uh, was Cam Talbot from uh, the backup, who is yeah. basically ready to be a starter in uh, for the Rangers. Yeah. So the Rangers, and they're having cap issues. It is too. So if you send somebody like Brian Elliott, there, it's really not going to happen. So they're probably gonna. You probably want some kind of pick for him. Like a, I think they're supposedly the asking price is a second round pick, which we don't bad. have one this year. So you have to ship next year's if that's possible. The guy's only making one point four five million dollars too. So if you can get if you ship out, let's say Elliot to, let's say Edmonton for a second or a third, probably a third. Yeah, that's not bad. And then you can flip that pick or use next year's second. Then you have two thirds next year, and you have a goaltending duo of Allen and Talbot. You know, Talbot had good success this year. I mean, he's always been solid. I mean, he was the victim of the uh, Tarasenko goal. You know, yes, on, he was. But but they were playing the AHL team in front of him. But then they also uh, wound up uh, – I mean, he wound up carrying that team when Lundqvist went down with that uh, yep. nerve injury and brought them to almost the uh, – they win the – They did. They, they won, won the President's Trophy. Trophy. So, I mean, they won almost – what was it, something stupid like 15 or something? Or they won like a ton in a row. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously – they now He's a good goalie and he's big and he's – you know, so who knows with having somebody like Jim Corsi as his goaltending coach – Improving the little things, you might have found something. No, oh, I agree. I, I think that there's a lot of upside in Talbot. I know that a, I think the immediate fan reaction would be to set things on fire and scream if we got rid of Brian Elliott for anybody that wasn't a name. A brand, name. Yeah, a, a name goalie. But, I mean. You can say, like, well, he hasn't played any playoff games. Well, neither did Ben Bishop this year. Right, this year. right. And, and, you know, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, too. It's like, 
there are very few what would people would consider franchise name goalies. Those guys don't come up on market like you can't just go out and trade for a Jonathan Quick or a Henrik Lundqvist you know, or a Tuka Rask. And guess what? The last name goaltender we did acquire and Ryan Miller. Yeah, and, and it that didn't, didn't work. work. So you're going to have to look uh, elsewhere. Yeah, and develop. So I think you keep developing Jake Allen. Jake you- Allen's going to be a phenomenal goaltender. Phenomenal. And people, you if if you people want to lay this year's defeat at the at the at the feet of Jake Allen for a couple of bad goals, fine. The fact of the matter is, we averaged a two goals against average against Minnesota, and we lost. If you can't score more than two goals in the playoffs yeah. per game as the team, you have issues and, and, far beyond goals. And to below that, actually, if you take out the uh, six-goal game that they had in game four. Right. So, I mean, you're looking at, um, yeah. So, you, once again, scoring was an issue. So, that's why I said you need to boost that third lineup. You need to get guys that are playoff performers in here. So, and some speed. My thing, uh, a guy that, I've, you know, I've been beating – into people's brains is a uh, Mike Hoffman, who's the RFA for uh, Ottawa. He led the, he went 27 goals last year, but the dude like basically played fourth line most of the year. Yeah. And then at the end, he kind of got a little on fire. Then he got moved up to first and second line with the new, with the coaching change and caught fire because he dude's fast. And he's just a very shoot first, ask questions later guy. Yep. We, you get that, we haven't had a dude like that. You got Tarasenko who's, you got that. You get the guy on the left hand side for and on another line mm-hmm. where you have Harrison on one line, that guy on another. I mean, you're that. You know, that's you have scoring potential on every line. Then, yeah. So you can honestly on the third line, you really couldn't say it this year. You you're hoping for some goals here, like you, like Yaskin had his streak going there for a while. Yep, Yaskin had his streak. Berglund unfortunately has his moments. Hey, you know, you know what? Berglund was great in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing. I have no problem. He's one of the few that actually showed up. So the question is. Comparing what the Blues want to do, I like they want to do this reckless slash more speed. He just wouldn't be fit that system though. No, and I mean, I think we've all known that Berglund was dead man walking this year. You know, the Blues got stuck with that contract. They never came out and said it, but it was pretty easy to figure out that that was supposed to be a sign and trade to Ottawa. They didn't get the Spezza's deal done, mm-hmm. so they got stuck with that contract for Berglund. So as soon as they can unload it, they're going to unload it, and they're going to want to do it before July first when he gets a no trade clause. Yeah. So the, the uh, draft is coming up real soon. So in a couple of weeks, actually, a week from uh, is that this? No, yeah. The, I don't have the calendar in front of me, so it should be coming up real soon. Yeah. Because today's weekend is this carry the five. Yeah, I think it's the next with two weeks. Yeah, the last weekend of the month. The last weekend of the month. Yeah, because I always remember it's always the weekend when I used to have a softball tournament in uh, Columbia. So that'll be good. So that's kind of like a general rundown. Like we read, like I said, that's why we don't really record in like after the Blues are out because ain't much to talk about. Right. Uh, right now, Chicago's leading three to two in the Ugh. finals, and they play tomorrow in Chicago. They can't win. Uh, ben Bishop has had some kind of mystery illness. There's been a, a lot of rumors going around, like from. Like the one game where he like apparently pooped himself, but I was I was gonna say there was the rumor that he pulled a uh, Jimmy Howard, yeah, and crapped himself, but that is not the case. Apparently, he has some kind of abdominal like like an abdominal issue that's like uh, like strain or somebody. I've even read that somebody said he had like has like diverticulitis, which is something like Brock Lesnar had, where yeah. uh, there's that's a, that's a serious issue. So who knows what is uh, going on? 
And with Bishop, everybody's like praising this guy and saying we never should trade this guy. If you go watch every game of this playoffs, yeah. there are some games where he let some goals just as soft as like Allen had. Yep. Um, the problem is he had a team that didn't quit on him. Correct. You know, and that's the that's the thing. So I think that's one of the reasons why I like as much as the Hitchcock thing. I was like not super thrilled with. Part of me is like they have to do something. If they don't do something player wise this off season, yep, it's gonna it's gonna like suffer until probably almost playoff time. Normally they always have this like October to December kind of like nobody really shows up the games just because. Right. I mean, the Cardinals are always in it, so yep. you know they have that going on, and then. They kind of show up after after Christmas, after the All Star games. Mm-hmm. Usually, when it starts to like, you see the nonstop sellouts. Yeah, so who knows? And that's when kind of like football is over, like regular, like every football, like you know, like a whole season is over. Correct. So you are able to. So people are focusing now on that, like the quote unquote casual fans, right? So we'll see. Uh, the survey. Did you do the survey that was sent out by the Blues? I did. So I did it too. I mean, I was just pretty much. <laughs> I've seen people posting screenshots online, which are fantastic. And it was like, what? Like, give us some reasons. Like in the other section, your dis- what for your dissatisfaction? Somebody, I think, on somebody from Game Time Pro says, like, you know why? Ah, ah, <laughs> Which I ah. thought was fantastic. So, um, the yeah. two things that I that I criticized them over, one was in game and one was in arena. Uh, I I obviously said I was like, you know, because they, 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 some of the questions were like, how many games did you attend this year? Yeah, and then. How many home games did you watch on TV? Yeah. Like 5 to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, 30 plus. Yeah. Then the same question for away games. Well, I think I attended 5 to 10 this year. And then home games 30 plus on TV, away games 30 plus on TV. And then, so, you know, do you plan on attending as many more or less games this year? And I put less. And it said, please explain your answer. And I just quite simply put... Learn to win in April and May. Yeah, and that's that's sort of what I put. Actually, I was like, I was like, as much as I say, I said I won't pay attention to you guys until April or May. I'll probably still be there, but I will not be at games. I'll be in front of the comfort of my home. Yeah, you know, and you won't get. And I remember when I was pissed off after we did our podcast, and I was like, you're not getting a dollar of my money until whatever, whatever. I'm gonna do my best to hold true to that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. You know how it goes when you're just like, oh man, I really kind of would like that. I, I'm going to hold true to mine. I will. I don't care if we go 82 and 0 this year. I'm not picking the Blues to win the first round matchup. That is fine, money wise, because I really want to go get a Tarasenko jersey, which I still might do. Yeah, but not from the Blue Note shop. I'll do it from like some other retailer, Sports Authority, or something. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. So, um, the tentative plan, which I which I'm, I haven't even brought up to Chris yet, so I'll bring it up to you now and get your Sweet. live reaction. So I talked to our friend uh, Jeff Bonder, and yep. he's semi at least at least interested. I don't know what his plans are. Okay, the plan for uh, the draft on Friday night, just the first round, because it's a two day. It's like they do one, and then they do two through seven. Yep, is how the NHL does it, which I really like more condensed down like that. I agree compared to like the uh, NFL, who oh, will stretch it out to like yawn. a seventy-two hour D ordeal. Um, so it's, it's, you know, I think it's just a fun thing to, I always enjoy watching it when I actually get a chance to watch it. Mm. So here's the tentative thing I'm going to ask you if you'd like to do. Chris and I, and possibly Jeff Ponder, if he is here with us, if not just me and Chris, we're going to just pretty much open up the mics and have, we're like, luckily I have the, uh, studio done, which we'll say studio as in my basement. Sure. And I have a TV down here now 
that has a cable slash satellite. We'll have the uh, draft on, and as stuff happens, we will be here recording slash live tweeting. Yeah, I'm inter- in for that. Interacting with people. Um, there, like you know the thing called Periscope. You see, you hear about that yep. thing. Like I'm thinking about doing something like that. Okay, for during it, maybe not. But at least we'll be live tweeting, watching it, recording at least bits and pieces. Like doing a three hour podcast is going to be kind of sure a little rough. I figure we can talk about it a little bit. Some news comes up, hit record again, cut it together. So if you're of a game that day, yeah, it's like that Friday the twenty sixth, twenty seventh, whatever it is. Okay, so that would be the uh, plan. So it looks like that is a go. Yeah, because this week is the twentieth, correct? Uh, no, this is the fifteenth. Well, I mean today is. I mean like the Friday the twentieth, correct? Yeah, it would have been worked out this week. Wish the draft was this Friday because we would have had the whole house to ourselves. That would have been pretty awesome. So, but anyway, there you go. So that'll be our next podcast. We'll do a live kind of shindig. We'll maybe talk why we're filling in the gaps there. We'll talk about like unrestricted free agency, any news that comes up between yeah. now and then, so on and so forth. Yep. And I would imagine the Blues are going to be fairly active draft day. They have six picks, none before the third round. So a lot of lower round ones. So the draft department will have to dig deep. Yeah, but I, I'm telling you, I think something happens between the time the Tampa holds up the Stanley Cup and the draft, and uh, I think that there is a move made that brings the Blues back into the first one or two rounds. I think there you're correct. So I, I'm not willing to trade like somebody like Oshie for a pick. Hopefully that won't happen. Unless there's something unless up there, player in a pick, yeah. So or unless there's something else up their sleeve type thing yeah. where they're going to do something else. So I really think they're going to do something. Who knows what? So we'll have to wait until then. So for right now, to get a hold of us, you can look at us on the Twitters at Blues Hockey NHL, also on Facebook Blues Hockey Podcast, and also for Twitter, you're going to see our personal pages at JPM Blues Fan Twenty One and at Hossapalooza. So Chris is very tired right now. I'm just very like, hungover. Chris is just like ready to fall over right now. So we're gonna. Get no, some, I'm good, man. I'm good. I really am. We're gonna get I need some, some caffeine. We're gonna get some caffeine. Get some grub. You Hydrate. Know, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I forgot to tell you this as a sidebar. Uh, so I had my first soda last night in like six weeks, and most disgusting thing ever. Really? Yeah. Is it ruined soda for you? I t- asked. You can ask my wife. I was almost in tears watching watching Jurassic World last night. I'm like. Why is this soda taste good anymore? It tastes so sugary. I can't even stand it. Blah blah. And I'm just like, what did like, you get, Dr. Pepper? I just no. I got a cherry coke. Wow. Was it maybe the mix off? Maybe I don't know. Where'd you go? West uh, Olive. West Olive. Yeah. Oh, I was just like, the sitting there. She's like, what's wrong? I'm like the soda doesn't taste good. Oh wow. Because as people probably don't know, like I've been on like a very strict diet, and you know, I try. got a little up there, so. Dropped officially almost uh, 18 pounds. That's awesome, dude. So that's... Uh, my yeah. girl's, my girl started hers last week and dropped seven and a half pounds in the first week. Yeah, it's, it's uh, like once you make that like lifestyle change where we and my wife are like, we're working out. Um, I did a lot of iced tea. <laughs> I love of, me uh, some iced tea. A lot of... Uh, wow, it's a very portion control thing. So like 21 day fix. It's some kind of thing. Right. It's a thing now, apparently. So I'm on that fad. And it's actually not bad, honestly. And our friend's wife... Uh, has been very helpful with her, uh, you know, coaching and such. Right. So she's been able to get me a, you know, very peppy. <laughs> Angel's very, very gung ho, which helps. It helps. As long as somebody that's really excited about it makes you feel good. And right. Stuff. So she's been very nice about it. So anyway, so me and Chris got some <laughs> business to attend to. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I, on the other hand, have not. 
I drank all the alcohol last night had Maurizio's Pizza, who those of you in St. Louis who are familiar with Maurizio's know that it is essentially grease pudding on crust. Delivered to Pops and hung out with rock stars and strippers till 4 o'clock in the morning. So that was my diet. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, last night was the first time I've actually had, like, quote unquote, like, I say real food, which is meanly had, like, fried food and stuff. Right. And, uh, and my body hasn't reacted stupidly yet, so that's good. <laughs> Mine is. Yeah, your body is. <laughs> Mine is actually in decent shape. Uh, we'll also give a special shout-out to our girl, Melissa Nicole, uh, on the on the mend right now. Yep. She had uh, her finally had her, I think, hip surgery. Something like that. Yeah, let's say that. And uh, so she's a little laid up right now. So, Melissa, if you're probably listening, um, you know, get better. Send her your uh, get well wishes slash whatever else gifts at Melissa Nicole on Twitter and then also send uh what's what's the other one uh Instagram Melissa Nicole yep, and, and I, Facebook's the same and Facebook's the same so we're all good on that uh that's good so all points are taken everything is squared away uh, any other business and we're getting ready I'm, this is my other I get a cheat weekend I made it just because it's how I roll and when Chris gonna get some wangs get some wangs not wangs wings Right, chicken wings. Chicken wings, exactly. And uh, I'm buying a shirt, by the way, that says "Dranks." Dranks. <laughs> so good. And then uh, we will get ready to watch Money in the Bank. It's true. Yeah, pay per view. So I know, I know one of somebody on a listener. Every time he's like, he's like, "You guys didn't record yesterday. It was WrestleMania, wasn't it?" And I was like, oh, "All know, right, you know us. Do your quick predictions. Who wins everything tonight?" Well, obviously, I don't one pick because I'm wearing the guy's shirt. Yeah, yeah uh, Kevin's. I hope yeah. so. I hope Kevin Owens wins. I don't think they're going to let him beat Cena twice. Ooh, I think so. I'm going. I'm thinking you think so. I go with the monster push. All right, I'm going with Kevin Owens against uh, uh, John Cena. It's non-title, right? It's just a match. Uh, just champion versus champion again. Okay. Um, let's see. The I pick my girl Paige to win the title. Yes, I agree. Uh, the tag team titles, I don't really care. So I don't know who's in it. It's New it's Day the, the versus Primetime Players. I think. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I hope that's a dark match. <laughs> As in a pre-match before the actual thing, yeah. Um, we'll go. We'll get by that. Yeah, uh, edit. We'll edit. Uh, I probably won't edit, but that it was just too good. Wow. Anyway, I knew I walked, I knew, I, I walked, right, walked right into, into that. that. I know. I love how we both looked at each other like, oh. <laughs> um, anyway, um, then actually the big. Uh, let's see the. Title match is uh, Ambrose versus Rollins, and a la- in a ladder match. Actually, I don't think they're going to let Ambrose win. I'd love no, him to. God, I would too. I would love for them to actually put him over. You know what? I think that um, I think that um, Rollins wins, but I think this is going to be like a Batista type thing where he wins and they kick him out of the authority. Mm, it's looking like leaning that way. So you're going to go with my super-duper extra, like, what I think is going to happen thing? It's going to be, so the Money in the Bank match, which for fans who are not watching, who don't know wrestling, basically a briefcase on a, on a pole, on a slash or whatever, and you have to get a ladder to retrieve it. Yep. So guys go retrieve it, and you, it's a contract for one year to cash it in to, win, to have a title match whenever you want. Whenever, wherever. That's what the thing is. So I'm guessing they're going with, by the, who is in the actual uh, Money in the Bank match, I'm saying Roman Reigns is going to win. Yeah, run out and they'll have like a uh, either at SummerSlam or whenever they're going to have a 
like a th- like the all shield match. Like, you think so? Yeah. There's rumors that Kick Rollins out and Reigns is now the guy. In the in, in the authority, the yeah. Mm. And well, we'll I, I could go with the super spoiler. Should I go super spoiler? What do you know? No, because because they announced like who's going to be the like uh, an arena. So you like you know like right when it's going to be in St. Louis, somebody's going to be there. Sure. So they announced that for Monday's Raw at the uh, wherever it's going to be at. They're in Columbus tonight. I right. forgot where it's supposed to be tomorrow. Maybe Dayton. Let's say sure. Um, and apparently Brock Lesnar is now advertised to appear. Oh, so yeah. you got to think Lesnar shows up tonight. So who knows? And then, but and obviously he got after WrestleMania. He was really over. So who knows? And that is the end of WWE talk. So we'll just go right. over that. But yeah, everything's looking. Uh, finally, Rest some news. Peace, to talk Dusty about. Rhodes. Yeah, that sucked. Uh, that that Tuesday, man. What was it? Tuesday? Tuesday? Thursday? 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 Yeah, Christopher we, Lee. Because we yeah, that's right. And Dusty. Yeah, and like and, a million and, other and the, people. And the Jackman news all came all yeah. within all within almost three and a half hours. I had. Christopher Lee, who a uh, very famous actor who's been in a ton of stuff and then had like, kind of a renaissance when he was in the three Star Wars prequels. And the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Uh, you know, he's a Dracula in some old movies and stuff. Yeah. And t- he's been in a ton of stuff. And then uh, he passed away in 93. So, I mean, that's kind of, you know. Right. Then Dusty Rhodes at, at 69 passed away. Oh, that was sad. That was really sad. Because that came out of nowhere, too. And then, uh, then the j- news about Barry Jackman not being with the Lose anymore. I was... Uh, <laughs> told my wife, I was like, I was in tears. I was like, man, it's just that was like a bad Thursday. It was like my, like you said, like I think I saw your post, like my inner geek is like hurting today. Yeah, 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 man. My inner nerd took a big hit Thursday. Yeah, so it was we like, lost a Sith Lord and one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, so that sucked. And you got to meet him one time. I did uh, when I was in uh, high school. My between my junior senior year, I was on a, a select basketball team that went down to Atlanta for a tournament and we were going to do a tour of the Turner building and the ground floor of uh, the Turner building in Atlanta is like a mall and arcade and commissary. It's like imagine union station back in its glory days. Okay. That is what the first floor of the Turner building was like. And we were sitting having lunch and uh, remember this was like 94 and they were supposed to be bitter enemies here comes Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair walking by. And I missed Rick. I didn't see Rick, but I got Dusty, and I got him to sign a piece of paper and then took a picture with him. That's awesome. Yeah, because I saw your picture. So. And he goes, good Lord, you sure are tall, but I am prettier. <laughs> so good. Oh, man, that's sad. So they're supposed to do tributes tonight and also on Monday. So That's awesome. Yeah. He deserves a month of tributes. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm really, uh, yeah, so we'll see. Anyway, so looks like the next time you hear from us will be uh, draft night. Draft night, we'll record it, and I'll do my best to throw it up that night. If not, I'll throw it up the next day, so it's draft weekend. It'll definitely be a draft weekend. Yep. And then, excuse me, after that, we'll probably wait till after at least the first. I give the uh, about a week of free agency. Yeah, so usually July 1st it starts. Yep. So after the holiday, yep. we'll get together. Probably the following, so let's see, July 4th is on... It's a Thursday, Sat- I think, this year. No, it's actually a Saturday, believe it or not. Is it? The third's on a Friday. I know that for work. Cause I That's to, right. That's I to, right. I have to keep track of that stuff for work. So we'll probably come back the week after that. Okay. So we will probably do the, like, the 12th or something like we'll record. And after that, we will be on hiatus until preseason, Preseason, which the schedule got announced. I have a, There's a game on my birthday this year in Chicago. Sweet. 
I don't care because nobody will play, and, right? And I don't want to get shot. You know what? Speaking of that, one last note on preseason was there's a split squad game this year, and it's the first time I ever remember that. The Blues years are, ago, they remember they the did Blues that. are playing Columbus home and away on the same night. Split squad, half the teams for both are playing in each city. That's awesome. So I'm uh, yeah. Another thing. Was, How does that work for TV? Do they go back and forth? They won't do any TVs. They don't do TV for preseason. They never do TVs. Hundred percent. They yeah. might do like the last game, but they they did in the past, but not in the last few years. They have because yeah. of the whole rights thing. Probably there's been a couple games on NHL Network, but it's never been the Blues. That's what it was. Yeah. So we'll see like that. Hopefully, we would like to. I know me and you were talked about it, and we'd like to do an away game this year. Yeah, man. I so would too. I've talked about maybe Nashville or Columbus. Yeah, like you said, like you said, we both can. I Nashville. I've been never been neither, so I would like to do one of the two. Yeah. Hopefully the NHL cooperates and gives us a weekend game on one of those. That'd be great. I'm tired of – like Nashville didn't give us one last year, which really upset me, which I think Nashville had a hand in that. Yep. Because after we well, ran we out of the building. Well, we should also look into, you know, usually if there's a game within traveling distance, the Blues do their bus trips. Yeah. That'd be fun to do. Yeah. So I'd like to do – like usually Nashville is the one they, that's the predominant one. And then uh, Columbus is – like Columbus-Detroit would be pretty similar, right? Yeah. Detroit would be – Depending on how you go, between eight and nine hours. Okay. And Columbus, same? Roughly. Five. Okay, eight, nine. So, yeah, we'll figure it's that easy out. easy flight. Super yeah. easy flight. So, we might do that, too. So, we'll see. But, anyway. All right. We're at the point of rambling. So, we're going to get some growth. And we'll see you guys. See you. See you.